The Chicago Bulls lose yet another game, this time to the defending champion Denver Nuggets, highlighting a lot of the issues with the team that we've seen so far this season. On today's episode, I'm not just going to break down the game. I'm going to talk about some of the issues with this team and ask, is the front office really delaying the inevitable in really breaking up this roster? We're going to talk about that all, plus dive into the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, make sure you guys are following the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on with that being said let's go ahead and get into the content for today so at this point i'm sure most bulls fans are aware that the chicago bulls lost by 21 points to the denver nuggets yesterday after playing a pretty solid half in which they actually i think they had the lead at halftime in that game but unfortunately the bulls just did not have enough when you look at the chicago bulls they played the denver nuggets close losing the first quarter by one point winning the second quarter by three points then in the second half Either a combination of between the different Nuggets just turning it on and the Chicago Bulls realizing they are just outmatched. The third quarter, the Bulls lost that by 14 points, then went on to lose the uh, fourth quarter by 10 points. At the end of the day, the Chicago Bulls got their asses kicked, and rightfully so, right? And yes, it's against the defending champions. Yes, we're still only a few games into the season. The Bulls sit at 2-5 and five right now. And can, is there enough time to turn it around? Absolutely. Right. But the thing that we have to ask ourselves, and the thing that it seems like the front office is hesitant to really to really get the tough answer to this is that what way does this team turn it around? Right. We talked about so much that this team, like that 35 game glimpse that it gave us with Lonzo Ball, the team was rocking, rolling while they were number one team in the East. I keep saying they wouldn't have stayed at that number one team because I was while everybody else was was wrapped up in a nine game winning streak was pointing out the, the flaws in this team and why. It probably was, was going to eventually go worse on top of the team losing to some of the best teams in the league at that time, but still being a, a team that I think would have finished top four or five, probably would have pushed to make it to the second round. But th- that glimpse, I think, has held the Chicago Bulls the Chicago Bulls front office in such a chokehold because, don't get me wrong, that glimpse was great. That roster that AK built was working to a degree, still had some very big flaws on it, but it was working, and I can understand why as a as a architect you can you can fall in love with that glimpse that we had and think let's just get back to this but the thing and the fact of the matter is is that every year that goes by and we don't have a drastic improvement we've technically gotten worse as other teams have made improvements around us right on top of the slip the 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 slide that eventually Vooch and Demar will go on right and we have nobody we have no future backup center uh, a starting center prospect on this roster at all right none Let's be clear here. None. Andre Drummond can definitely step in for a little bit and do some things, right? But we have no future center prospect on this roster. On top of that, most of the young players that the Chicago Bulls have drafted in the last few years, we just don't know or, or can't confidently state that they are going to be a big part of a team in the future that's going to have success, right? Tons of question marks. Kobe White has shown uh, so much growth, right? And, and I don't want to knock Kobe at all. He has shown so much growth. I love Kobe White, right? Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams is still a player that is still so highly inconsistent. Now, there are reasons for that. Some of it on him, some of it on development. You can you can place different things, but the fact of the matter is we still sit at a place where we're not sure. Io DeSumo, who's out right now with injury and who's really been thriving in this role coming off the bench for the Bulls, and I think is really going to show, hey, maybe he's not a starter, but he can still have a, a big impact for a team. But again, 
it's still not that t- he's still not at that level of player that you would say we feel comfortable him being a piece that we're building around. He's you can definitely say he's a piece that can be on a team going forward that can definitely play play a role, but you can't really say you're going to build around it. And then you have Daylon Terry. We don't even we can't even get Daylon Terry on a court in meaningful minutes. Julian Phillips is, is another player that I still am extremely high on right now. But again, we we don't know anything for sure because Billy Donovan isn't going to play him on a lot bit of a team, right? A guy that looks like looks like it's going to be solid for the Bulls. But again, is it a build around, uh, build your team around type of talent? No. Adama Sanogo, I guess I did say we don't have any young big man prospects. He is one, but it's, it's not he's not ready yet, right? So you have those type of things that are playing into parts of this for the Chicago Bulls. And so, you know, I asked the question here is that are we just delaying the inevitable or is the front office just delaying the inevitable? I get on here all the time and I tell you guys a rebuild is not likely and it's still not, right? But that doesn't mean that I don't see the merits in a rebuild. It's just that I don't trust this front office to 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 do it, right? This front office is so in love with that glimpse that we saw in 2021-22 that 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 they just keep trying to find the right combination that's going to get us back there, right? And it's it's just not happening. It, it doesn't seem like it's happening. So in, in hearing the talks about the contract extension for DeMar, us already extending Vooch, even though I think the Vooch contract is still a, a real, uh, reasonable deal. But, like, you got to ask yourself, what is the future of this? Do you think that you can bring in a piece, right? And, and again, the ownership absolutely has its place in limitations as well. We got about $15 million in exceptions just sitting around that the Bulls aren't using because reasons, right? Because of reasons. Because we can't go into the luxury tax, right? Which, again, I keep saying luxury tax isn't an indication of necessarily being a team. There are a lot of teams that pay the luxury tax that are still in the lottery every year, right? I get that. But when you are a team that's trying to replace a $20 million dead salary that you're not getting anything out of, you you would like to be able to use that to see what you can get back, but we can't even trust that, right? The Bulls sit in a place where the front office, I said it in yesterday's daily episode, You have to be prepared to find tough answers to the tough questions that are facing this team. And some of those tough questions are, what is the direction? And at some point, I get it. You brought in Torrey Craig, you brought in Javon Carter, who both definitely showed why they are good acquisitions by the Chicago Bulls. But you got to ask yourself, you're doing these moves just to barely stay afloat. And that is a problem when you're trying to build a team, a winning team. And while I still think a full blow-up rebuild that some people are calling for is unlikely to happen, a change does need to come, and they're delaying the inevitable in trying to make this work where clearly, whether it's the coach, whether it's the players, whether it is, you can't keep going forth with the majority with the majority of the same exact roster, albeit with some changes, and not <clears throat> and expect huge differences. The way that we're trying to play, I understand and respect. Trying to play with a quicker place, trying to shoot more shots, trying to move the ball more open, trying to get players to move without the ball. I get understand I understand all of that. But you have to ask yourself, is even in doing that, because while some people will say because of the results, well, the Bulls aren't doing anything different. No, go and look at the numbers. If you look at the numbers that, that, that where they're getting their shots, look at, look at that versus where they got it last year. Things are changing, but it's the same result, right? And so that's when you got to ask yourself, you, you got to make a tough decision at some point, whether it be with the roster, whether it be with the coaching staff. And I don't trust this front office to make the tough d- decision. Right. And then even let's say we go full rebuild. Let's say we blow it all up. Do you guys trust this front office to draft correctly? Right. Have they shown that? Right. We talked about it before. How how different this roster would look. We're just either going with Walker Kessler over Dalen, going with a Tyrese Halliburton or Devin Vassell over P. Will. The Amani Bates. I know some people are having the Amani Bates, Julian Phillips conversation. I feel comfortable in that one still, but we'll end up seeing it. Right. 
But do you trust this front office? And that is where you're just like, what the fuck is the, is the future? What is the plan here, right? And sometimes to grow, you have to be uncomfortable. And it feels like this front office is, is hesitant to be uncomfortable. And yes, that may mean losing. That may mean losing for a couple of years. Now, one, thing, one person could say that this team is so bad, we may end up with a top five pick without having to tank this year because this team is trying, right? I know some people, I've seen it on Twitter. Some people are saying, well, the tank is in. This team, I wish I could say the tank is in. This team ain't tanking. They just aren't able to get it done, right? So there's a tons of things and problems with this, with this, the direction of this franchise right now. And regardless if it, you could change the head coach and Billy Donovan, that doesn't necessarily change the roster flaws, but maybe you can, you can find a coach that can get more out of it. You can go in a different direction, but then you have to draft well for years. We talked about it. One thing that helps you as a team, especially as a team that isn't going to pay the luxury tax, is you have to draft extremely well to build that foundation, right? You may, that doesn't mean that every draft pick is going to have to hit to be a star or even a starter, but that means that you have years worth of draft picks that are a solid foundation that once you finally do hit on one and a player hits that ceiling and becomes a star that you already have so many pieces on that team, so many foundational pieces that can help support that. And the Bulls right now, they don't have that. And hopefully that changes in the future. But right now, the Chicago Bulls sit in a place where they got a lot of tough answers, a lot of tough questions, and we'll see if they try to answer those before the end of the season. But it's Sunday, so it's mailbag day. Enough of me ranting. Let's go ahead and get into the mailbag. This first voicemail, this one's from Cornelius. Hey, what's going on, Hayes, man? It's Cornelius, man. Um, <sighs> I was very optimistic, man. Um, very optimistic about this team. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I went to the game, and I seen it with my own eyes. Um, they just don't – they're not playing for Billy, man. He lost the locker room. Um, I hate to say this shit, man, because I was never this. But now – and I know it ain't going to happen no time soon, Hayes, but it's inevitable. We need to blow this fucking shit up. We got to blow this shit up. We got to fire Billy D. And we got to get on at me the way – because I'm a Raiders fan – the way – us Raiders fans got on Mark Davis, the five motherfucker Dave Ziegler and Joshua Daniels. Everywhere Mark Davis went, we was on his motherfucking ass. Everywhere. Even, I don't give a fuck if it was the visitor's game. We on his ass. Fire Joshua Daniels. Fire this fucking bum. Everywhere he went. It didn't matter. That motherfucker's in the house coming out of his own bathroom. Motherfucker's right there standing right there. Motherfucker fire Joshua Daniels. That motherfucker was out there eating in a restaurant. Us Raiders fans walking up to his motherfucking ass. Fire Joshua Daniels, bitch. Do what's right. Smarten the fuck up. And that's what we got to do to ask me. We got to see both of them motherfuckers, wherever they is in Chicago, make their life a living motherfucking hell. Tell these motherfuckers, fuck this, fuck y'all, and this is some goddamn bullshit. Straight the fuck up. Everywhere they motherfucking go, we straight up say, hey, fire motherfucking Billy D. Fire motherfucking Billy D. I don't give a fuck where they at. I don't give a fuck they're in the park, in the amusement park with their kids, having the grandest motherfucking time. You ruin that motherfucking day. You walk up to their motherfucking ass and say, you bitch motherfucker, you better fire Billy D. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It's time for a change, y'all. It's really time for a change, and it's up to us. We got to boycott this shit. We got to shut this shit down. And it's up to us, man. Because, like I said, it's difference between the NFL and the NBA. Yeah, we can get our owner. Like Hayes said, we can't get at Jerry. Jerry don't really make the decisions. Jerry just pay back to pay the fucking bills. So we got to get at the motherfuckers that's making decisions. And that's acting. And them two motherfuckers, wherever they go, they should be getting hell. Straight up. Um, And I got some um coaches in mind. Hayes, what about Jay Williams? He's a very intelligent basketball mind. I know he ain't got no uh, experience, but... 
his mind. I hear him talk. Very intelligent. Brian Shaw, I believe he'll bring a culture to Chicago and David Black because I feel like the game is going in a different route, more European. Appreciate you, King. Have a blessed day. Listen, Bulls fan needs to be vocal. First of all, it, it's hilarious. It would be hilarious to see uh, fans with AK going out to eat and people just saying, fire Billy. Fire, fire Billy. Um, here's what I'll say. Billy Donovan is a huge part of the Chicago Bulls problems here. Right, the lack of adjustments, the lack of holding players accountable, the doubling down on your stars. Where while it may make you a player's coach, it doesn't necessarily always get get you to winning. Right, and Billy Donovan has won games at a high. He's won a high number number of games in his NBA career with with the Thunder teams. Right, but again, you have you, you sit in a time where a place where you do need a coach that is going to force players to do some things that they needed to do. The lack of movement without the ball is unacceptable. And while yes, the players still have an accountability for that coaching. You should make players feel so uncomfortable to not move without the ball that they look and be like, damn, coach about to bench. And we don't have that. So listen, there's a lot of problems with this team. Coaching is a big one of them. And I can't be mad at anybody who focuses on the coaching aspect of it. Like I said, Billy Donovan could be a great to amazing person. I have no idea. And to me, it really doesn't matter. Shout out to them. I mean, no, let me not say it doesn't matter. It's good to have good people in your organization that are just good humans, right? But at the end of the day, for this team to dig itself out of where it is, you got to really start asking the tough questions. Is, is Billy Donovan here? One of the things they highlighted in the hiring of Billy Donovan was they preached development. Have we seen that from Billy Donovan? I'll let you guys answer that one. But all right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Reginald. Hey, man, this is this bull game is some BS right now. I'm watching Billy take out Patrick Williams, who's finally starting to show a little effort and keep Zach Levine in right when he misses a technical free throw, turns the ball over on a bad pass, allow and then watch uh, Michael Porter Jr. make a three, then turn right back around, take a poorly shot three from deep. And I'm like, why is Billy keeping him in the game? Halfway through the fourth, you know he ain't playing right. Take him out, put DeMar in, let P. Will and Tory Craig stay in for defensive help, and at least slow them down. This this is half on Billy, half on Zach. Zach apparently playing like trash, and Billy for coaching like trash. But, hey, man, thanks for letting me vent. Reginald, again, talking about the, the Chicago Bulls coach. Listen, coaching decisions, not riding the hot hand, right? Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. It's something that we always have a problem with. You you can literally say in every game, Javon Carter in last night's game got to cook. I'm talking about he was one of the only Bulls players playing with heart and like they understood that the sense of urgency needed to try to dig themselves out of that hole. And Billy Donovan pulled him. Right. This is something that we can see in some of the bigger games for the Chicago Bulls that he pulls out the hot hand. And a lot of times he does it to go back to his stars stars. Right. And so, again, when you have a coach that is not going to be willing to to do tough, to make tough decisions, make tough choices to hold players accountable. That is a bad place for your franchise to be in, especially when you need a leader. This team is missing a vocal leader. And sometimes when you don't have that on the court, 
the coach is the one that turns into that. And we don't have that either. But again, let me know you guys' thought on everything down below. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Big O. What's going on, hey? Uh, Big O, brother. How you feeling, man? Uh, calling in, man, because I got a question. Uh, listening, listening to your episode, maybe think about something. So I want to ask you, what, in your opinion, what do you think is more likely to happen? The Bulls trade Patrick Williams or the Bulls blow, blow this core that's my question, and I honestly, in my opinion, I think it's more likely that they blow this core up versus trade Patrick Williams, and I say that because I noticed a lot of people, and, and you know, as they should right now, they're pretty much shitting on Patrick Williams. He is not playing that well, though he had a decent game coming off the best of the last game. But I say that because cause you're absolutely right. Regardless of what I expect Patrick Williams to get a second contract, even if it's not a huge deal, the reason being is because the core is not good enough to 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 for the for the front office to want to trade Patrick Williams. For example, I know the last guy, you know, he talked about uh, Jeremy Gray or whatever the trade rumor, whatever could be out there, whatever they can get for Patrick Williams. It just wouldn't make sense to continue to build around this core and trade your young people when your core is not good enough. Now the difference is if this core was an automatic playoff team. And you said, hey, we probably a piece and a half away. Maybe we give up the young guy, go get something more, so more sure fire to bring in and help us get over the hump. But since that's not the case, it just don't make sense to trade Patrick Williams. It's probably more likely to blow this, this core up. You know what I mean? Even though that might not happen either, maybe more like a retool, but just for the sake of the conversation. Uh, the second thing I want to add, though, is that Patrick Williams, um, to me, he's having a little bit of an Andrew Wiggins syndrome. Uh, uh, Andrew, even though Andrew Wiggins had a little bit more hype uh, coming into the draft, but he, this was the guy that didn't really live up to his expectations either, though he went to a team was able to put up numbers, but he was never really a number one. So, you know, seeing Andrew Wiggins have success as a fourth or fifth option in Golden State, if I'm Patrick Williams, that's a guy that I probably want to study or I need to probably reach out to and pick his brain on where he, where he do and how he do, how he was able to overcome, you know, some of his downfalls and was able to, you know, make a good career out of, you know, out of a you know, basketball career. So, you know, that's kind of like what popped in my head, you know, thinking about Patrick Williams. It's just, you know, for me, I know it's going to take time with this kid, but I don't know if the Bulls going to be the situation for him. I just don't. Great question here. Are the Bulls more likely to trade P-Will or blow the core up? I would say probably blow the core up. They Listen, Patrick Williams is getting a second deal. Now, one could say that they both could be true. In a move to blow up the core, they could send P-Will out in one of those moves So and, and get more first-round picks back. So there, there's, a, 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 there's something to be said about that as well, that both could happen. But if you're asking me either or, I would probably say the core. One of, one of the core pieces being moved before I'm willing to bet because – Again, I really think, again, as we talked about trauma with this front office, that they look at Laurie going away. Wendell, Wendell's been the same player. I don't, I don't give the Wendell piece of it. But they look at Laurie going away. And I do think that they see that and say, we don't want to do that again. And whether it's right or wrong, we'll see. The history end up telling the story on that, right? But I think they see that. But I do think that P. Will, with the way that he's played, he's not going to sign a huge deal. Maybe a shorter deal. Maybe a two-year or three-year deal to get him back in free agency sooner rather than later. That may be the case, but listen, 
I, I think if you're asking me which one's more likely, I'm going to say more likely is that P-Will's moving. Now, as far as the Wiggins and P-Will comparison, the one thing I'm going to push back with you on that one, though, is, is that Andrew Wiggins came into this league averaging 60. He's averaged 19 points per game for his career, right? First year, 17 points. Second year, 20 points. Second year, 22. 20, I'm sorry, third year, 23 points per game. He didn't drop back off to 17 and 18 because that team changed the makeup of it a lot. But again, Wiggins showed things that we just haven't seen from P-Will. So even then, Wiggins saving his career was a much different prospect than, than Patrick Williams just proving he, he needs to have a career, right? So I understand it and, you know, finding out your role and, and your place on the team and things like that. And Wiggins could mentor P-Will on that. But again, we got we to gotta stop making these comparisons because Wiggins came into the league and at least the one thing that he showed is that he wasn't afraid to score the ball. He wasn't afraid to go out there and get his, his decision-making, those type of things. Consistency on defense definitely needed work. But one thing you didn't have to worry about with Wiggins was him, was him trying to take shots, him trying to insert himself into games, right? Now, that Minnesota team had very different aspirations at first. But, yeah, I, I, so it's a little bit different there, a little bit different there. But, all right, let's get into the next voicemail. Um, this one's from Ron. Yeah, what's good, Hayes? This is Ron. I wanted to ask you about this trade idea. Let's just say the Chicago Bulls is not looking like how they're supposed to look like during the midseason point, and it's time to move on from – somebody right so let me break down the trade right what you think about the in the grand scheme of things right would this make chicago bulls i don't know if it makes a a, a contender contender but i think it would definitely help the roster out right so what you thinking about trading demar DeRozan, right you get rid of his contract right i mean he's a free agent anyways but we get signed back right and we trade DeMar, and we probably trade Terry Taylor. We get rid of because he's here for another two years, right? Uh, we get rid of his contract, right? Because it's like we're not using him or nothing like that. And we trade we trade both of them to Detroit for Bojan, right, who's making 20 mil this year. He will be making 19 next year, right? So we would keep him. Yeah, obviously we keep him on, but we get Bojan, right? who is a 20-point scorer in his lead, who shoots close to 50% from the field and 40% for three. Now, we will lose. Like, the, both of them is not great defensively, but DeMar, to me, is definitely better defensively than Bojan. But he will, to me, Bojan will bring that shooting that we definitely need, right? He spaces the floor. Even though he's older, he still fits, to me, our offense that we need. And also you add in Alex Burks, he's he's getting a, a aspiring contract. So we will free up ten million, right? And so basically Bojan and Alex Burks for DeMar DeRozan and Terry Teller Terry Teller or uh, what Taylor I would say the name or even Dalen Terry. If we could somehow get rid of those two contracts, I don't know now Detroit will want Dalen Terry ain't like that, but I see no reason for Detroit wanting to hang on to Bojan, where they clearly going younger, and Alex Burst has an expiring contract, so you might as well get rid of him. And then Detroit will free up a lot of space to try to go at the big free agent in the summertime, so it makes sense on Detroit side. And then on the Bulls side, we will have a shooter, two shooters at that. Alex Burst can shoot two. Alex Burst shoots close to forty percent for his career. He shoots thirty eight percent for his career. Now, he's not the greatest defensive as well, but we can even get him and then trade him off for a legit power forward or something like that. Someone to help on the backside, help with help Vooch besides Andre Drummond. So a taller power forward. 
What you think about that? All right. Trading DeMar to get Boyan and Alex Burks. Here's what I'll say. I looked it up. I think the trade the, uh, theoret- theoretically does work. Um, it does offer a different at the three because you do have a, a thing to stretch the floor. So I understand where you're getting at with that. You have to ask yourself about the Detroit Pistons, though. Would they want an aging DeMar DeRozan? Now, you could say they have young players that need to be mentored as well. You can also say that, hey, he's an expiring contract, so even if he doesn't factor into their long-term plans, it's less years than what Bojan's contract is, right? So that definitely plays a part. This is one of the more well-thought-out trade ideas that we've gotten on the show, and I understand where you're getting at. And here's what I'll say. While I know a lot of Bulls fans would riot on it because Bojan is not the type of player that DeMar is, I do think that Bojan could have a great impact for this uh, for this Bulls team because of the way that he gets his points, because of the way that he can shoot, because of the way he can stretch the floor and do some passing as well. He's a defensive turn style as well, but again, you're talking about trading that for DeMar DeRozan. So, But uh, DeMar just has more of that killer instinct, right? So there's that into it as well, but maybe you don't need as much of the killer instinct. Like I said, I'm not necessarily saying this is a trade that I would do, um, but I am saying that it's thought out, and it definitely does help the Bulls in some areas that it does need that we do need help in. I don't know if the Bulls are likely to do I, I don't know if both sides would be um, be motivated to do this deal, but I do like the thought process that you put into it behind it because I do think that that is, that is a player that, again, helps with three-point shooting, um, can do so at, at a solid clip and rate, isn't a, a hugely ball-dominant player, right? Has figured out a way to go out and get his regardless, so I like that. Again, DeMar's a very different caliber player, a Hall of Famer, right? And so I'm not at all comparing the players and who they were, who they've been for their career, but understanding what you're trying to bring to this specific team and the needs that we have here, there's that. Now, he is injured, I think, right now, so you have those injury concerns, so, so to say. But listen, Bojan is a player uh, for his career. He averages taking five threes per game, hitting that a 40% clip. The Bulls could definitely use that and use that in the starting lineup. So far, just, uh, well, he hasn't played this season, but last season he played 59 games. Uh, he averaged 21 points per game. In that, he shot the ball 48% from the field. He took six three-pointers, making about two and a half of those at 41%. So, listen, that's that's all solid. That's all solid production, and the Bulls could definitely use that. But, I, I again, I don't know how motivated both sides would be in that trade, but very well thought out there, Ron. Thank you for that trade idea. Let me know what you guys think on it down below. All right, last voicemail. This one's from Shay. Yo, hey, what's up, man? I'm going to need to say this to all these old dumbass fans, this fan. I'm going to add two things to say. Okay, for all y'all dumbass people that's clamoring for a rebuild, please shut the hell up. Cause ain't nobody, ain't nobody trying to do no damn rebuild. Now look, I know what people say. Are we denying that inevitable? No, how about this? The inevitable is, is this, you know, we're a talented team, but we just don't know how to be ran by the, by a terrible coach, for one. And for all y'all that's screaming, oh, Trey Patrick Williams, Trey Patrick Williams, you know what? Y'all the same dumbass people that yelled Trey Wendell Carter. Lori marketing and as a matter of fact, hell yeah. And look and look where and look where they're at now, okay? See, everybody always screaming trade somebody or oh, they want this person, they want that person. You know what? How about this? Learn to work with what you get first before you want something else and then that way then you'll probably get better. But hey, nah. Y'all Bulls fans are just like some microwaveable bitches. Y'all want everything too quick. Everything is a process, people. One day you'll have to realize that. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. Everything is a pro. Absolutely, everything is a process. But you have to ask yourself about 
the people that are going through the process, what's on the other end of the process. So, yes, everything's a process. And I know we live in a microwave mindset society where everybody wants everything now. They want to make these hardline determinations on who somebody can or can't be right away, right? And that's not always true. We see players kind of dig themselves out. But here's what I'll say. People are showing some things coming off the bench for sure, right? And I, I say this, like, it's still, it, it's, it's still not enough yet, but it's been a very short sample size, so there it goes. Um, but like you said, the same people who talk about, you know, wanted Laurie gone or talk crap about Laurie, the same people, now they're like, hey, what if we had Laurie? The same people who were saying Kobe White should have been traded into the start of the 2021-22 season are now sitting there saying, hey, let's get Kobe some more shots, right? So it's that type of thing. At the end of the day, you it's, it's, it comes down to the trust in the front office and their decisions and also the development. The biggest thing that's wrong with this team right now is that we have not had sol- solid development. Yes, we hired a shooting coach. Yes, we have a player development staff. You got to give them some time to do their job. It's not going to be immediate, again, that microwave society type mindset. But at least they're starting to make uh, changes to that. And I honestly think that pivot that we're seeing from AK may hit at where he thinks this team may end up going. Let me know your guys' thoughts on everything down below. That's my time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media.